Good evening, Mr. O'Gara and whoever else may be listening to this podcast. I am recording my midterm and I hope that you enjoy. So I'm going to immediately jump in. First, I'll be discussing the thesis and my thesis is practically just about um, the ending of Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn and just my opinion and how I can back that up. So I believe that Twain's choice of ending for Huck Finn is good in a way because it shows that Huck is further building on to his sense of maturity and individualism. He teaches his readers that they should always follow their moral conscience and never conform to societal norms. And he also emphasizes the idea of treating people for who they are and not as they appear. So there's a lot of controversy with the ending of Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn, but I actually disagree and I say that I actually support the ending. And I understand that a lot of people's frustration came from the fact that they felt that Huck, in a sense, abandoned Jim. But if we're looking at it in the more practical and just more realistic sense, we have to realize that Huck is a person who is growing. We've seen his growth from the beginning to the end of the book. And it's sad to say, but Jim could also be, you know, stopping that growth. And it's kind of, you know, a little, how do I say it, like contradictory to say, considering that Jim's presence in Huck's life also contributed to his growth. But I feel as though Huck has reached a point where he's very socially aware of the things that go on in his society and he's also um aware of how he is as a person and how much he's grown and what he can do to become a better person so i feel like the idea of him having to stick around jim you know for however long if that even means the rest of his life it's not good for his growth and it's also not good for jim's growth because jim at a certain point also has to grow and I'm now going to jump into my quotes. So here it reads, it was 15 minutes before I could work myself up to go humble myself to an N-word, but I done it and I weren't ever sorry for it afterwards, neither. And this is from chapter 15. So in this scene, we are seeing Huck realize that the trick that he played on Jim wasn't really nice. And surprisingly, we see him build up the courage to go tell someone, someone whose society tells Huck is, you know, beneath him, that he's sorry. And for us in this kind of current day and age, apologizing to someone is the norm, no matter our class or race. But in this time period, this was a very big deal. And this also speaks a lot to Huck's growth as a person. And this also speaks to how Twain really wanted readers to see that you don't judge someone by how they look, but rather for who they are. Because at the end of the day, slave or not, African-American or not, Jim is still a human being and he's someone who has feelings and someone whose feelings should be validated. So this was a very interesting and important point in the book because we are seeing Jim, not Jim, well, Huck. We are seeing Huck become a better person and we are seeing him grow. Next quote I have up for you is, Conscience says to me, what had poor Miss Watson done to you? What could 
Oh, I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Kashan says to me, What had poor Mitwasan done to you? That you could see her N-word off right under your eyes and never say one single word. What did that poor old woman do to you that you could treat her so mean? Why? She tried to learn you your book. She tried to learn you your manners. She tried to be good to you every way she knowed how. That's what she done. And this is from chapter 16. So I'm pretty sure from what you heard me read, um, we are hearing Huck in a moral dilemma. He's stuck between helping out his new friend, Jim, and Ms. Watson. And the reason why this is such a big moral dilemma is because Ms. Watson is essentially who took Huck in because Huck, as we know, he had a drunk and abusive father who was never around and he didn't have a mother in his life. And Ms. Watson was, you know, great enough to take Huck in teach him how to read, teach him his manners, and in general, civilize him. And we're going to put civilize in quotation marks. She tried to civilize him, and he feels as though he's betraying her for helping her slave, who is Jim, run away. And this also ties back into my thesis because we see that Huck is building onto his maturity and individualism because He's trying to break free from the idea of what will Ms. Watson think about me. He's trying to do what's morally right and not socially right. And this also ties into Twain's message about how we are supposed to follow our moral conscience and never conform to societal norm. And also the idea of treating people for who they are and not as they appear. And like I kind of said before, um, in chapter 15, the quote that I said before, we are seeing Huck build a sense of respect for Jim, despite the fact that Jim is black and Jim is a slave. So these two quotes perfectly work hand in hand together to uh, just kind of summarize and hit each point in my thesis. So I'm just going to go back and reread the thesis just in case, you know, you need a little refresher. So the thesis is that Twain's choice of ending for Huck Finn is good in a way because it shows that Huck is further building onto his sense of maturity and individualism. He teaches his readers that they should always follow their moral conscience and never conform to societal norms. He also emphasizes the idea of treating people for who they are and not as they appear. So that is it for that section and we are going to move on. So you, Mr. Algera, wanted us to explore Twain's frustration with the end of Reconstruction, his opinion on his history, his fellow man, realism, and Huck's psychology. So for that, I just jotted down a few notes. So I said, Twain throughout the book shows us how in touch he is with the concept of realism. He demonstrated this by incorporating his own life experiences with the book. When it comes to Huck's psychology, it's pretty evident that Twain used his own psychology in writing it. We see Huck morally develop from the start to the end of the book. He was once in a state of, of a deformed conscience, but evolved into a socially aware young man who was able to tell from right and wrong. So I really wanted to focus on the idea of Twain's opinion on realism and Huck's psychology because I feel like that was the really big not big but reoccurring thing within the book so we're talking about realism 
realism is kind of you know when you are in touch with everything that's going on it's in you know it's in the world it's in the word itself realism and twain was very very adamant about being raw and real about what was going on in the book and if you are you know historically educated or just socially aware or educated in any form you would know that things that took place in the book such as slavery and running away and white people helping black people ex escape slavery all of these things were things that did happen in that time period and what was really good with twain is that he did not shy away from showing the real side to you know the dark part of history that he himself was currently living in so i really like that and when we talk about huck psychology um huck psychology is also a very strong backbone into the plot of this book because it's how his character is you know built on when we talk about psychology we're talking about how he developed as a person from the beginning to the end of the book and like i said earlier he was once in a state of a deformed conscience but he was eventually able to evolve into a socially aware young man who was able to tell right from wrong hence why he decided to go against helping miss watson and just doing what was morally right and helping jim so our next section is that we are going to be doing an analysis of the article i've been there before and i'm going to also include some evidence from the article so the text talks about the dynamic between huck and jim and how their character development plays a large role in the development of the story plot the article focuses on their behaviors and how easily it could be dictated. The main point made here is peer pressure is a leading force in how we as humans make our everyday decisions. This is clear in Huck and Jim's behavior. The way they would act in private opposed to how they'd act in public spoke to this point. With Huck, there's a quote that states, It is just them, alone on the river, social context flowing away. And when does Huck's behavior start to shift? The moment that he returns to a social environment, when he joins the Grangerfords in their family feud. And in Jim's case, there's a quote that states, the fact that he has undergone a similar transformation on the raft, he was an individual, man enough to denounce Huck when Huck made him feel the victim of a practical joke. In this closing episode, however, we lose sight of Jim in the maze of a farcical invention. It's clear that there's a way both young men act around one another opposed to how they act in public. And why is this? Because of peer pressure. So when we talk about the quote about Huck, Huck definitely, you know, he code switched, I would say. I would use the word code switch. He's very, very good at code switching when he's around Huck, who's practically like the only black person he knows in the book, opposed to how he acts around his white counterparts. Um, not necessarily Tom, but like we said, the Grangerfords. Um, and why? Because Huck is obviously aware of the social conflict that there is between having a relationship with a Negro when you are Caucasian. And 
Huck is under peer pressure because he's aware that if they were aware, if the Gringerfords were aware of the kind of relationship that he had with Jim and his intent of helping Jim escape slavery, it would, you know, it would make him look bad. And he didn't want to be disconnected from his white counterparts because he was pretty aware of the privilege that came with. And he knew that he wouldn't find another place of belonging had he been shunned by the white people. There was even another quote, I can't state it from the top of my head, but he did talk about being afraid of being called an abolitionist. As we know, being an abolitionist was a very, very, very prestigious thing to be in that time period. However, when you were white, it was kind of like you were a traitor. You know, you're supposed to be on our side, not their side. So we as readers can see the the way, not the way, but kind of where Huck was coming from on this. And how now we're going to talk about Jim. And I'm not going to lie. I did not realize how Jim had actually changed as a person throughout this book until the article made a point about it and i feel like that is something that a lot of us missed we tend to think that it was just huck who made a you know huge transformation but jim too also made a transformation in the beginning of the book we saw jim as more of a timid person and like the quote that i stated said jim had reached a point where he a negro and a slave felt confident enough to tell a white boy that he felt offended by what he did to him. So there is a very, very large shift in behavior from Jim in from the start to the end of the book. Um, so I think that is able to wrap everything up. Um, but just to go over my points really quick, just to tie in my analysis of that article. Everything that these boys do in private and in public from the start to the end of the book, it's all peer pressure. And that is exactly what Mark Twain is against. And that is why in my thesis, I stated that he emphasized the idea of following our moral conscience and not conforming to societal norms. And that is exactly why I agree with the ending of the book, because Huck cannot forever be Jim's boy. Huck is also his own person. And he has a lot of room for growth. And if that means moving out west, then absolutely. That's definitely what he needs to do. And as for Jim, he is now a free man. And he also has a lot of room for growth. And maybe being a free man and acquiring some form of wealth can help him continue to grow as a person. And all in all, I think everything definitely worked out perfectly fine with how Mark Twain wrote out the book and his thought process was really, really strong and solid. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening to my podcast and I hope you really enjoyed it. I enjoyed putting this project together. Not gonna lie, it was stressful, but it was worth it. And I hope that anybody who listens to this podcast was able to get a little more insight as to what the book is about. Thank you very much and have a great evening, morning or afternoon. Bye.